This is Marvel 616 Politics. Welcome. I'm your host, Andy Kirby, and this is your co-host, Jared Mayer. How's it going, man? Great, buddy. Why why the demure intro? Well, actually, because I think this one is going to be <laughs> M6P unplugged. So, <laughs> because we are catching up, man. That's what we're doing tonight. After, I mean, after our beautiful wives did such a fantastic job, it's like, how, how do you follow that up? We needed everybody to forget about that before we tried to do this. Yes, that's why we're not even competing. Right, exactly. So, basically, folks, tonight you're going to be treated to talking about the end of AVX, the Marvel Now titles, uh, what we've read, what we haven't read, what we're looking forward to, what is awesome, what is not, and uh, that's basically it. So, it's going to be a conversation. It's less format. Yes, less format. More cheese. More cheese? Yeah, cheese. (laughs) Okay. 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 So this is Marvel 616 Politics. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our webpage at marvel616politics.com. Follow us on Twitter at 616politics. Give us a call at 616-755-TINA. Questions, comments, concerns, even really good recipes. We'll take them. Or you can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. We are currently at 994 likes. Six more is all we need. Invite a friend. But keep up with us on the webpage. So, oh yeah, sponsored. We're sponsored by DCBService.com. Discount comic book service. Pre-order all your titles in two months in advance for up to 40% off. And actually, if you uh, order the uh, Marvel Now bundle package, you get 50% off, man. What? Have you ordered? No, not the pat bundling. I haven't ordered for December, uh, but I have for October, November. No, September, October, November. That's what I did my orders for recently since they've been doing the bundling. It's pretty cool, man. Like, I got home and there was just a giant stack, and I was like, number one, number one, number one, number one. Oh, it's amazing. Whoa. Yeah, and actually they keep adding more into the bundle every month. So it's pretty awesome. Whoa, that's that's crazy right there. It's crazy. So what's going on with you, man? Uh, i just been working on the podcast. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? The last two hours. I meant in general. We haven't talked in like six weeks. Okay, good, because really probably about just the last 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> That sounds more reasonable. No, you're the one with all the news. You're like the star of the New Orleans wizard world and like sending us Christmas cards. Like it's crazy. No, nonsense. Nonsense. I went to wizard world. I forgot about that, man. There's so much has happened. It was fun, man. It wasn't, it wasn't as fun as last year. Um, cause obviously William Shatner wasn't there this year. But uh, it was cool. I got to meet David Mack. He's an awesome guy. 
extremely nice. Like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Uh, Ethan Van Skyver I met. Um, who else did I meet? Oh, oh, the Bella Twins. I forgot. I'm supposed to tell that story. Uh-oh. Yeah, dude. Okay. All right. Are we, are we ready for stories already? Sure. What's going on? Okay. All right. So, do you know who the Bella Twins are? No. Okay. I'm going to say right off the bat, I didn't either. Um, and I'm the one. Listen, listeners. I'm the one that was stupid. Okay? Because for <laughs> some reason... <clears throat> I thought they were like the Kardashians or something. I didn't know what their name was. I didn't recognize their picture. Okay. So I'm not totally stupid. I just don't know what my celebrities look like. All right. <laughs> so I'm on Twitter and all of a sudden, you know, it's the, it's the day before wizard world, new Orleans. And these two, like really, I'm not going to say slutty, but provocatively <laughs> dressed young ladies, um, have this picture on Twitter and they're like, oh, we did we did Bourbon Street last night, and tomorrow morning we're going to such and such a place. Is there anything else we're missing, New Orleans? And I wrote back, brains? Andy. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, I was in a foul mood that day. So I, I took it out on Twitter, which, you know, not, not the best thing to do. But, you know, like, okay, first of all, my stance is, if you're going to come to my town and just be, like, partying it up and, like, present yourself in a in a provocative manner like what am i supposed to think i you you must not have anything else to offer this world right well i don't know okay all right. you're searching you're being you're being much nicer than than, than me so I'm anyway always the nice one people think i'm the the guy with the stick up his butt i'm the nice one <laughs> today you are <laughs> so so anyway, one of our listeners, one of our followers on Twitter called me out and he was like, that was way harsh, man. Do you even know these girls? And I was like, I was taken aback, first of all, which I probably deserved to be called out. And I, I think it was um, it was Reginald Johnson. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. He's a guy on the on the Facebook page. Yeah, he used to post like some very interesting questions, like very in-depth questions on the Facebook page, and not a whole lot of people answered. So I think he just moved to Twitter. So um anyway, he's like a big WWE fan, and I guess that's where these two young ladies are from, WWE. Mm. And so they're kind of, they're in the wrestling scene and everything. And so um I was like, I, I private messaged them. I was like, man, look, if these girls come and just say, hey, we're here to drink and look good, like, you know, what am I supposed to think? I don't, I don't like people saying that's what my town is about. There's a lot more to it. Anyway, they chimed in eventually, and they were like, don't you realize there's life after WWE? And so I wrote back, and I was like, oh, what are you doing? They're like, well, we're going to be at the comic convention. I was like, really? You like comics? And they're like, oh, we love our comics, right? So, you know, all these celebrities, I don't know how big these girls are as far as, celebrity, you know, their celebrityism. And so it may not be them writing their Twitter feed, right? Okay. Uh, and so they're like, oh, we're huge comics fans. We'll see you tomorrow, right, at, at Wizard World. So anyway, I'm walking around at Wizard World, and uh, I see them. <laughs> and they're at a booth, right? And I'm like, oh, dude, like, because I went with my buddy and I was like, 
dude, that those are the girls that I kind of got in a fight with on uh, <laughs> on Twitter, right? Now right. they were very nice on Twitter. They were not. They did not reciprocate my ill feelings, and, and you know that's something to be respected, definitely, and admired. Um, but so I, I, he was like, oh, dude, you should get them to do an intro for the show. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So I walked up to the booth, and this white pasty dude who uh, just has his hair slicked back and everything, and he's obviously like their agent or something. He's like, uh, is there something I can help you with? I was like, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say hi and uh, have them do an intro to the show, the, our podcast. And he was like, uh, what now? And I was like, like an intro, like, hey, the, these are the Bella Twins. You're listening to Marvel 616 Politics. And he was like, uh, 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 I'm going to have to check. I'm going to have to see if that's okay. I'm like, all right, bro, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, and he's like, just wait right here. I'm like, all right. So, like, <laughs> he walks over to them and, dude, I'm telling you my initial impression after I saw them, their stare, there's nothing behind their eyes. It's just like blank stares. Oh. And they're just like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. And so he walks back over to me. I hear them clearly say it's okay, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like four feet away. And so the guy comes back. He's like, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. you got to buy something and we'll do it for you. And so I'm like, all right. I start looking around. All they had were like pictures, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at these pictures and I look up at the guy and I was like, hey, man, there is nothing that isn't suggestive here. And I'm not buying something that's suggestive because they're twins and they're all in lingerie and everything hugging all over each other. Right. Oh, gotcha. Right. And so like they're like and he was like, well, what about this one? This one's not suggestive. And he holds up one, and they're in, like, NFL cheerleading outfits, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, how is that not suggestive? I was like, no. I, I was like, my, my wife wouldn't appreciate me coming home with that. And he was like, well, what about this one? This one, they're just making cupcakes in the kitchen. And they're, like, all <laughs> squished, squished up next to each other and everything. <laughs> you know, like, touching their, you know, whatever. So... Like, I look at the guy, and I look at it, and I just looked at him, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to buy anything here. I'm just going to say hi. Is that cool? And he was like, yeah, man, whatever. And so I walked out to him, and they were like, hi, what's going on? And I was like, how's it going? And they're like, good. It's so good to be here. I was like, I heard uh, I heard on Twitter, you guys, you girls uh, like comic books. And they're like, oh, we love comics. I was like, really? What's your favorite comic? And one of them... <laughs> One of them answers and says, well, Spider-Man, I love Spider-Man and Sailor Moon. I love Sailor Moon. When I was in school, I had a Sailor Moon backpack (laughs) and I used to go to school and have my Sailor Moon backpack with me all the time. It was like embarrassing, but I just love Sailor Moon comics. (laughs) And I was like, really? What about you? And I point to the other one. And she's like, oh, I Batman. He is so hot. I just think Batman is so sexy. So if you want to go into the bathroom and put on like your Batman suit and come back out and talk to us, oh, it'd be so hot. Are you kidding? That's what she told me, man. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, you girls have a great time here. Okay. And I left and I was like, I am totally vindicated. These people are idiots. <laughs> <Andy>. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have no brains. 
<laughs> so yes, uh, my initial reaction, I am, I must be a great judge of character because they are they are idiots. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so that was well, my big story. Did you go put your Batman costume on? Dude, no. I didn't talk to them the rest of the time. I didn't want to have anything to do with them. Look, this is how I look at that, okay? And and I know there's different ways to look at this, but this is how I look at it. This is my opinion. If you are going through life and saying, I'm going to make my living based off of my breasts, right? And that's basically all I have to offer this world. Look, beauty is fleeting. They're going to be so sad when they wake up one day and say, oh, that girl over there is the hot new thing, and I have nothing. I was pretty appalled. Well, I mean, I offer my breast to the world. <laughs> well, and and do you make a living off of that? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. They're kind of pasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's disgusting. We don't get much sun up here. Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, that's, that, that's my big story from uh, from Wizard World. I well, got to. <laughs> well, how was the rest of it? Besides, I don't even know what to say about that story. <laughs> it was, uh, it was all right. I met Brent Spiner. I met Michael Dorn, like who played Data and Worf on uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay. Okay. And they weren't, uh, they weren't that friendly. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I realized they've been doing this for 20 years. It was the 25th anniversary reunion tour. And I realized that they've been doing cons for 20 years now. But I went up and I thanked them for their time. And I, I said, I appreciate you taking the time to come out and be here and meet the fans. And they didn't even respond to that. They were just like, uh-huh, yeah, have a good time. <laughs> Seriously, Michael Dorn was doing a crossword puzzle, and that's what he told me. He didn't even look up. He was like, yep, have a good time. What? So yeah, the dude. Where they're going on? What? It's a tour they're going on? Well, I think it's the end. It might be the end of the tour. I don't know. But I was like, wow. Well, so they're probably getting paid for this tour? Yeah, I would assume so. All right. Then don't be a jerk. <laughs> like, it's your job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they weren't. You know, this is. Uh, anyway, I was kind of blown away by that. Uh, my buddy, Nick, he met uh, who I went with. He met. Um, LeVar Burton, he said he was cool. Wait, you went with Nick? Yeah. Do I go to cons without you? Do I go to cons with other people? I don't, I don't know. I don't, Andy. This is kind of like cheating on me. Did, oh, yeah, because I met the Bella Twins? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I did not get a picture, okay? Oh, yeah, that would have been nice to not post on the Facebook page. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. Have you talked to Reginald about it? About them? Uh, no, I told him because we were supposed to record last Thursday and it didn't work out. I told him that I will tell the story on last Thursday. I, so okay. He's he's gonna hear it. And look, man, I totally like Reginald. If you're listening, I totally see your point. You are completely correct. I was taking my bad mood out on what I thought were people i didn't like based on criteria i had it turned out that my criteria came to fruition that they filled it but still that's no reason to be rude in public so i apologize and you are correct however now have having met them i can honestly say that they're idiots 
bad hand. <laughs> I'm just saying. So. <laughs> okay. What's up uh, with you? What? Well, I just work in the education system. I mostly work with idiots, too. Oh, wow. Like. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real negative show. <laughs> no. Well, we've been gone so long. That's true. But didn't the girls do a great job? They did. I tell you what. I mean, they got they got some major compliments, and they yeah. uh, they they weren't as shy as I thought they were gonna be. Like at first, I think they just got used to it, you know. Yeah, we got them rolling. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we can take credit for that. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, we yep. still got paid, so. They what? We still got paid. They didn't. Oh yeah. Well, I gave Jennifer a hug. <laughs> I think that that, I mean, if you guys weren't married and you paid her in those kind of favors. Dude, speaking of, um. Speaking touching, of, what? Speaking of touching. Okay. Do you know that Cedarville, uh, doesn't do demerits anymore? What? What are you talking about? They do, like, um, how do, I want to make sure I get the right wording, but I'm afraid I'm getting it wrong. Like, like, moral warnings. <laughs> is it the same thing just a different name no it's just kind of like you know use discretionary ethics and morals or whatever like my friend one of my friends that goes there he got a, a moral warning because he mooned a girl or something I'm like when I was at Cedarville <laughs> I would have got kicked out if I would have done that <laughs> you know yes yeah. even like expelled yeah, that's true. It's changed so, a lot, though. I mean, we couldn't wear jeans to class, so. No, they they wear sweatpants and they have earrings and <laughs> it's wild. It's really? so, it's not wild, like, but it's so different. Well, we I mean, we got to tell our listeners, like, from our perspective, having gone there when it was a lot stricter, apparently, it seems wild. But from any other college, I'm sure it is not. Oh yeah, not wild, like you know, crazy party. But it's just. You know, it's not like I've only been gone a few years. And did you know Bill Brown is leaving? I heard that. Yeah, he's retiring or he's becoming chancellor. So Dixon's not going to be chancellor. I don't know. I don't know. Co-chancellors. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is two inside baseball. Let's talk about comics. You ready? Well, yes. thought we'd throw a bumper in there i don't know you know you know if we have no programming here i'm not sure if we should leave room for bumpers or not well i don't know i was gonna discuss your christmas letter oh okay go for that do that and then we'll then we'll talk about the end of avx no i was just excited to have another picture of you because there's so few on the internet of you so wait a minute you put it on the internet no but i now can if i need to oh curse jackie why <laughs> She sent that to, like, everybody we know. <laughs> no, it was good. It was cool to, to see the kids. The, one looks exactly like you, and the other two look exactly like Jackie. Which one looks like me? Um, Let me get it real quick. Hold on. We could put a bumper here. Speaking of, I'll fill in some time here. 
Did you know that on Thursday, well, tonight, Marvel Now is going to be a category on Jeopardy? Oh, I forgot about that. Yes! Well, I, I am very interested. I have play practice after this, so uh, I can't watch it. But I am very interested to see how it goes. So I hope it ends up on YouTube. Well, I was going to tape that. Tape? Record it. <laughs> I was going to record that. <laughs> All think... right, you got it? You got the card? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one in blue. Okay, that does me no good. <laughs> Do you not remember your Christmas card you sent out? No. It had your name on it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't memorize who was wearing what. Uh, I don't know if that's your oldest or your second oldest. Does she it's have a not... bunch of freckles and snaggle teeth? Well, let's see. They all have scars from all the emergency room visits. Yep, that's true. But, yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know which. God. One of them. Know. One of them has. One of them has adult teeth. That's the oldest, and the other one all have baby teeth. Oh well, you know, since uh, their dental profiles are included on this picture. I'm just saying, if you you can tell, man, from people's smiles, if it, they have baby teeth or look, if it looks like a raptor smiling at you, it's baby teeth. I'm not gonna say your kid looks like a raptor smiling at me. What's wrong with you? I'm just saying that baby teeth, when they smile at you, they're all pointed and in a line. It's I like don't, a, I don't know. She's blonde. <laughs> wow, I have Aryan children, man. You do, but she has your eyes. Okay, so it must be my oldest. Like, she's not sitting on Jackie's lap. I can't remember who was sitting where. I don't know. One's in blue, one's in red, and one's in brown. But okay. your baby is in brown. Okay. So, yeah. But we just saw it, and Jennifer's like, oh, my gosh, that's Jackie. And those two are, uh, oh, my gosh, that's Andy. Those two are Jackie. <laughs> yes. If I was a girl, that's what I would look like at that age. Yeah. It's sad, really. No, it's, did you it's did you like the sto- the letter? Yeah, it was it was like <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> I wrote the letter. <laughs> so that's my claim to fame. Dude, I had my neighbor who I have not met yet stop me, flag me down when I was <laughs> driving to tell me how much he liked the Christmas card. Oh, really? Yeah, he was like, "Dude, <laughs> that letter was great, man. I had no <laughs> idea." I'm like, "Where do you live?" <laughs> who are you? <laughs> He's like, I didn't know you had pigs. I'm like, yeah, they're up there. Oh man, yeah, you should take some pictures and I want to see this place you're living in. I should, I should take some pictures. You're right, I should put it up there. Of course, so, I'm, of course I'm right. I'm <laughs> what? All right, end of AVX. What do you think? <laughs> Good what? transition. <laughs> Segway. What you got, man? End of AVX. What do you think? What do you think about the whole thing? You lay it on me. What about it? What? Okay. Let's say Did we, we talked about this. Did we not talk about this? No, we didn't talk about the end. Oh. What did we talk about last? Let's talk about. Okay, let's let's just hit the highlights. Okay, let's talk about the old status quo, the new status quo, um, how they defeated the Phoenix, and uh, most importantly, how Professor X died. All right, go. Right, go. What do you That's think? Like, what do you think, man, of Cyclops? Did you read Uncanny uh, X Men number nineteen, the one where um, he it it it's gotten his uh, his mental stuff, his thoughts and everything while he's being possessed by the Phoenix? Uh, yeah, I don't remember what happened. Wow, man, work with me. I, th- you're 
Do you know how many issues I've read since the last time? All right. Well, then let's give our overall impressions. What did you think about? All right. None of the none of the Phoenix Force people died, right? But they all didn't have the Phoenix Force anymore. Um, I thought for sure Hope was gonna die, and Scott seems like he doesn't seem remorseful at all. He seems like, hey, I was right because new mutants are being born every second, right? Mm-hmm. Which not every second, it's not that bad. But I mean, and he feels bad for Xavier dying, but that's it. Like he's like, oh man, that really wasn't me. I didn't kill him, but hey, I'm glad that I got possessed by the Phoenix Force. And led this assault and helped the world because now, you know, that's the survival of our species. Yeah. Did you think it was a cop-out to have, like, that be the, the way to overcome extinction? <clears throat> no, I think it, that that's fine. That's what it's been predicted upon the whole time. I just think, you know, if I look back ten years ago, that wasn't my Cyclops. They just... I don't know, it's hard because it's like, you know, that's not the Cyclops I grew up with. You know, Cyclops would never do that. Cyclops, blah, blah, blah. But then I was reading an article, I think, by um, Axel Alonso, and he was saying, you know, they're torn because you want to have character growth, and this is very significant character growth. And you look at Cyclops and the pat, you know, basically since Grant Morrison's run, how, how he's really has changed from who he was before, you know, he was possessed or whatever. And so I guess it really is kind of in his character to kind of be a, a jerk. And he has lost more feeling than he did before. And he has kind of become this soldier and all about what he wants, you know? Well, he's become more like Cable, right? Cable, yeah, kind of more like Cable. But I don't think Cable would have ever sacrificed Xavier. Well, Right, but I'm saying like of one mind, like I'm gonna do whatever it takes to protect hope is what he was saying. And then he oh. was and then Cyclops was like, Well, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to ensure the survival of my species. Oh yeah, I mean he from from hooking up with Emma Frost on the gravesite of, of Jean Grey to to uh putting together X Force and moving everybody to Utopia and threatening everyone, it was He's grown, I guess. <laughs> well, that's something I wanted to talk about. Like, in the 40-plus years that the X-Men have been around, like, we just completed a 10-year chapter. So, like, I have 25% of the history I've read. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, to say it's out of character, or that's not the one I know, if if you expand the percentage big enough, then how how can it be out of character? Like, maybe we just didn't know the character. Well, that's why I didn't say... I said I wanted to say it was out of character, but I guess it really wasn't. Well, what are your thoughts on, like, should that be true, or should you keep them static? Like, how are you ever going to make movies... Like, what what story arc do you make movies out of, then? Like, where where is Cyclops in the process of character change in the snapshot that is a movie? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think that that they well, I I, I mentioned this to the guys on Hideous Energy about the the cycles of uh, um, this this the cycle of looking like there's a change in the status quo because if you if you look before um, Avengers disassembled and then before House of M, we're we're on the road right back to that. 
So like 10 years, all this has changed and all the mutants have been wiped out because it's pretty much storytelling inflation. And then uh, we had to wipe them out with Genosha, 16 million mutants dead. And then we had to um, say no more mutants worldwide. And then there's only 200 left. And then we fight and fight and fight and fight. The world kind of accepts them and says, oh, there's 200 left. You don't have to worry about them. And so a lot of fear goes down. And then all of a sudden they start coming back. And so we're on the road back to now anybody could be a mutant and kind of, you know, I mean, if you were going to parallel it to um, today's politics, what they're talking about in the news constantly is anybody could be a terrorist, you know, homegrown terrorism, lone wolf terror, terrorism, all that sort of stuff. And mm -hmm. you can kind of like it's it's strange how the X-Men uh, through history have been, you know, kind of a symbol of uh, racial equality. And then in the most recent, probably past decade, you know, uh, homosexual rights, I think, is kind of a big part of, of, of what they've kind of, um, not what they were innately about, but what they've taken on. The writers have said, oh, well, this really relates to, you know, the current social uh, issues of today, which that is a huge social issue of today. Mm-hmm. And then now, the way that they're painting most of the mutants out there, aside from Wolverine and the X-Men, you could say these are people that are fighting for their way of life because they're convinced that the, the new status quo or the environment around them is wrong and is pushing them out. And that's what – that's – you know, when people say they self-radicalize within the news – and the media, they're saying, oh, this person's self-radicalized because they thought, you know, everything else is going the way against, you know, what I believe were the foundations of society. Like you could say, well, I totally believe in the Constitution and we're moving away from that. And it may be true that most people think, well, the Constitution's an outdated document. So because you stick to something that's becoming outdated, you say, well, I'm going to stick to my principles, I'm going to stick to my guns, and then that puts you far enough as, as society moves away from you and you stand still, you're now an extremist. Like, yep. it, it used to be it used to be that fundamentalist Christian wasn't a bad thing. But now that evangelical Christians are more socially accepted, now if you say, well, I'm a fundamentalist Christian, then you're a crazy person from Westboro Baptist Church or wherever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But now, even within Christian society, people are saying, well, I'm not evangelical because, you know, they're too obtuse or whatever. I'm a Christ follower. You know, and I, I'm obviously, listeners, I'm obviously using uh, examples that I know about that I'm in tune with. But I think you could say that about, about almost anything. Yeah, that was really good. Well, I mean, I, I just, when you read about... Like the all new X Men, and if you read um, AVX Consequences, which I thought AVX Consequences was really good, did you like that? Mm -hmm, I did. I, which kind of surprised me because Kieran Gillen's kind of hit or miss. Now I didn't like issue five, but issues one through four I thought were really solid. Yeah, I thought issue five was the least for me. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think it's, the art changed, and but um, it really is what Magneto said in issue two or three. He said. You know, we are the roles that history casts us in. Uh, and so 
he's saying, I've stayed the same. But right now, society paints me as a villain, even though before I was a hero because I was standing up for my principles and things were going our way. And so that's kind of the writer's way of saying that, yeah, now he's going to be a villain. That's Karen Gillan's way of saying, yeah, he's going to be a villain now, but really he hasn't changed. He's still in character. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. If he was the center of the universe and everything was revolving around him, you can say that Cyclops came around to his point of view. And, you know, it's it was a very interesting piece where you say, wait a minute. Has he been the only thing that hasn't changed? Wolverine has come around. Professor X is dead. Cyclops has changed his mind. Everybody has taken sides. And within AVX, almost everybody changed their mind. And, you know, clearly Colossus hasn't changed his heart. Magic has changed. Um, Emma Frost may not have changed. And Submariner may not have changed also. You know, so like, you have three characters in the whole Marvel Universe that have not changed, and yet, from our perspective, sometimes they're heroes, sometimes they're villains, depending on the theme and the tone and the and the plot of the story. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, you're just you're you're saying great stuff. It's not really something I can respond to. It's more listening to you know your piece. Well, I'm just I just want to know if you agree or did you see any of that or do you think that. Do, do you like the idea that now some of the X-Men that we've read about and loved are now going to be villains because of because of outside circumstances? Not necessarily because they say, okay, now we're evil, but because now their end goal doesn't line up with the whole of society's end goal. Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> you should have sent me this before we got on air. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I think that's something I'd need to think about, Andy. <laughs> You're killing me. What? You're killing me. Is that the easy way out? <laughs> well, I'm wondering like if you look at if you look at the new titles. All right, if you look at Uncanny Avengers and you look at uh what are the new teams? Obviously there's going to be an all the all new X-Men, there's going to be um Uncanny X-Men, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, I'm looking on my list. Uncanny X-Men, I think, is going to follow Cyclops' team, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting that we're getting Bendis is delivering to us a look at the exact same character or characters, but a before and after, and saying these people have not been exposed to the events and history of the world and these people have, and yet these are villains, and these are heroes. And they're going to be fighting against each other. So, I, I think it's interesting that the title is All New X-Men, when really, it might be like brand new X-Men. Like, they are just new X-Men, and that's why they're he- heroes in this. But if they've been through everything, it's kind of a nature versus nurture kind of battle and argument. Okay, I see that. So... How long, uh, in general, with the all new X Men, how long do you think that this series can last, and what do you think it's going to be about, and how long do you think that the old team is going to be in current continuity, and and do you agree with the with Beast's decision to bring them back in the first place? Well, that was a lot of questions, Andy. I'm trying to get the juices flowing here. Okay. 
uh, I think it's going to be around for a long, long time. It's just uh, There was an interview with Bendis, and he said that they are here to stay. They're not going back anytime soon. And I believe Bendis, <laughs> uh, that he's got them around. They're getting new costumes. Um, so they're going to be here to, to stay, I think. So I guess we'll just kind of see how that plays out. You know, why, why do you think they're why do you think he's doing that? Like what? Like instead of a story, why is he doing that for the fans? Is he saying, well, I want to rejuvenate the line or I want to bring back the characters that they love and still have current continuity or I want to deal with the issue of, you know, time inflation, like the whole thing about world Magneto being in World War Two and everything and you know, the, our population getting older. Why do you think that is? Why do you think he chose to, to do this? Well, I think part of it was the Marvel Now thing. It's it's not a reboot of the universe, but it's kind of a fresh start for everybody. For every almost every, like 95% of the Marvel titles, you know? Um, so when people go to the movie theaters and they see X-Men First Class, like, oh, all these, you know, the the first original X-Men, they pick up a comic book, but it's, you know, a black chick with white hair, a guy with claws, and a furry blue, well, I guess Beast was in it, you know, uh, a guy in a brown trench coat. You know, like, what what is this? This doesn't make sense. But now they've got this title where it's like, these are the original X-Men. That was first class. Now we've got these costumes that look like it. Like, there's something there to be said. There's something for it to just go back to, you know, restarting and having these original characters where, you know, you look at Avengers, all the characters from the original team, they're all there. You look at Spider-Man, he's there. Fantastic Four, they're there. All the originals are there, but you look at X-Men and it's it's nothing like original, you know, how it started off. So here you go, you bring them back and there they are. You look at Archangel, Cyclops, Gene, Iceman, and, and Beast and they're so far away from what they originally became, they could be different characters. So I think that's a good way to, I don't know if it's a good way, but I think that's a way to bring it back around full circle to, uh, you know, the Marvel of yesteryear or, or whatever. And how do you feel about them coming forward about like the stories that you've read before that era? Uh, have you read many X-Men stories before supposedly they came back like all the adventures they've been on before they got snatched up like in the 60s um yeah like i don't know actually actually no not before after like all the adventures after are in limbo until they go back right yeah yeah and they can't kill off any of these characters yeah i don't know how they're going to reconcile that but i've read the majority of that the old x-men stuff and do you think that these characters are going to be interesting like or do you think that more current modern versions of these are more interesting no i liked it i mean i i i don't know the time traveling thing you got to be careful with you know like look what happened with spider-man like mephisto did his thing and all the continuity has gone but it's not but it kind of is they were just dating they weren't married like how how do you reconcile this part Right. You know, how do they go back to... I think this takes... I think when Beast teleported back, I think it was Uncanny X-Men 8 or 9. So, they haven't even met, you know, people like Juggernaut, uh, Sentinels, 
anything like that. Like none of that has even happened yet. How do you know it was around eight or nine? Well, that that scene that when Beast goes back and and young and original Beast is saying, you know, I've had it, I'm gonna quit, blah blah blah. That was in originally in Uncanny X Men eight or nine. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was an original scene or if that was something he wrote. No. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad that he's tying it to a specific point in in history. Well, and that brings it back to Jared's biggest problem since Marvel 616 Politics episode number one came out. Bring back the asterisks. Yeah. No, you're right. I would have known that if they had it in there and they said yeah, an asterisk that said, you know, Uncanny X-Men, you know, volume one, number eight, or in this trade paperback, pick it up. That would be just a nice little footnote. Is that going to kill you, you know? <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> Is that going to kill you? Come on. What we can do? Come on. What, what's wrong with you? Uh, all right. What's well, your thoughts? I just did all the talking. Your turn. Oh, man, I've been talking forever. <clears throat> Yeah, but you didn't talk about this. Okay, well, I really like this book. I mean, I read the first three, um, and I think it's interesting. Somebody pointed out that in three issues, they haven't gotten in a fight yet. You know, like, there's been no battle. But I didn't really even notice that. Oh, really? Yeah, did you notice that? Well, I did, because I look back to, you know me, I'm like a big 90s guy, and I see how much could happen in one issue in the 90s. But then in 2012, it's a story arc. Yes. You know? In the past, this would have been done over and done in like one, maybe one and a half issues. Right. Now, what do you prefer? Faster moving. I think we get a lot more. Well, I like it. I like the drawn out story because it kind of sucks you in more. You're like, oh, no, what are they going to do? How's this person going to react? Like, I don't care that much about the punching and everything. And that's why... Did you read Uncanny Avengers? Uh-huh. Okay, did you like that? It's okay. See, I didn't really like that at all because I was like, this doesn't, it's moving too fast. Like, they don't, these people can't react in time to to, to really let me know what's going on or, or how they feel or what they're thinking, what their reactions are. You know, like, obviously I know they want to pick a leader that people like, but that's all I've gotten from that book so far. But, like, in the all-new X-Men, we understand that, Beast is, is, you know, maybe dying, how he feels, like he, he would never do this, but he thinks it's so bleak that he has to come back and do it. And, you know, I, there seems to be, obviously, my opinions or the, the things I just cited were, you know, one side, and you can make an argument either way. But I like the decompressed storytelling that Bendis has. And I'm, I'm very interested to see if he does the same thing with all new X-Men and Uncanny X-Men as he did with Avengers and New Avengers and really tie the stories together from different viewpoints and angles. I, I guess we'll see. <laughs> well, I, li- I like that. But, I mean, we have other X-Titles, too. I mean, what did you read the other X-Titles? Yeah, I've, re- I've read everything X. Okay, so list it off for me. What have you read? Oh, Andy. Um, except for Wolverine. Uh, there would be all new X Men. There's Uncanny X Men. There's A plus X. There is X Men, just X Men. 
What else is there? Well, there's going to be X-Men Legacy and then Cable and X-Force. Oh, gosh. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I read that. <clears throat> and then... All right, so let's talk about some of these. A plus X. What'd you think? How many have you read? Um, I read one and a half. Okay, what'd you think? That's why I only made it to half. Okay, yeah. This is kind of a throwaway book, man. I can't it believe... Is. I look, When I got my subscription in the mail and I saw on the cardboard stock um, they, they kind of have in there to make sure it doesn't bend, there mm-hmm. were like 40 titles for subscription. I was like, holy cow, Like they added <laughs> so many more. This is great. And I read it, and I was like, A plus X is a subscription? <laughs> I thought it was like a six-issue miniseries. I thought so, too. And it's like, oh, man. And I read the stories. The stories, you know, some are good, some are bad. Oh, man, this last – did you read the uh, Bacalo one with uh, – Nope. Oh, my goodness gracious, with Rogue and Black was Widow. Was it that bad? It I mean, it's just really gimmicky. Like, Rogue kisses Black Widow on the mouth to get her power. Oh, no, wait. Rogue kisses Carol? I don't know. I can't remember. To get her powers or something? Oh. And I'm like, is that really necessary? Like, you just touch the person. Like, you're in the middle of a battle. And you're going to grab the person who you're fighting alongside of because they're fighting sentinels and you're going to kiss her and then that person's going to make a comment and says oh she's a good kisser and then and then now you can do acrobatics or you can i I forget even what i mean like it took me so far out of the story you know and i it was kind of a throwaway story because it was humorous and like they were both getting their nails done and then the sentinels attacked or something like that and it's just like why are we doing this? And and it was the art was uh Bacalo or Bacalo. Uh and that was good. I liked it. But he wrote the story and I was like, well, I'll never read anything again by him because it's just stupid. Like that's I want a good story. I don't want like, oh, they got to kiss in this issue or it's dumb. No, I, I guess I'm glad I passed on it. <laughs> So I, I mean, I liked, I liked all new X Men. Uh, Uncanny Avengers is that an X title or Avengers title? I don't know. What do you think? I, do we have to even classify it? I don't know. I know they're trying to make it so that we don't classify it. I, I don't know. I'm not. I feel like it's the title that Marvel told me you have to read this. So I'm like, uh, fine. You know, like I don't really want to. I don't care really about that group of characters but it's almost like do you remember when astonishing x-men first came out yes it was like this is the x-men team those other books they're x-men but this is the x-men book that really matters like, yes Joss right. Whedon is writing this if you don't read this you're a total loser you have to read this and i was like okay and i read it and it was really good and then i saw it had nothing to do with the rest of the marvel universe and i feel like this is kind of like this one too and we're getting the same thing with the, the John Cassidy delays already, you know? Well, was that was that the reason why? Yeah. Because, well, he's not going to be the artist. They they just I think somebody new is coming on. Yeah, he's gonna they're gonna like rotate because it's really hard to draw pictures and have <laughs> them done every thirty days. Well, apparently it is, man. 
But dude, look at other artists who draw like three or four books a month. Well, apparently their quality isn't as good as Cassidy's. But it is. Look at look at the cover of of Uncanny Avengers number one. I know, man. I'm not a huge fan of Cassidy's. I really am not. He's good, but I mean, come on. I just whatever. <laughs> well, I don't like this story because I don't really like Rick Remender's writing. Like you have a an A plus team, and then you like did I didn't realize it, but they cut out the spoilers if you haven't read this yet. They cut out Professor X's brain and put it into the Red Skull. Yeah, that sucks. Did it even explain how the Red Skull came back? Nope. Not that I saw. Because Brubaker, he's been dead for a long time, you know? Yeah, he didn't come back during um, Fear Itself, did he? No, it was Sin that came back, his daughter yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So you got that, and that, that's what kind of makes this a new era. Like, I don't know if I want to keep reading this book. Like, it seems like a story that's supposed to tie everything together, but really has nothing else, nothing to do with the rest of the Marvel Universe. Because you got all new X-Men that is going to be tied to Uncanny very closely. You have Avengers, which is going to be tied to new Avengers, because all four of those titles are written by two guys, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you have... Um, you got X-Men Legacy. You got Cable and X-Force. You're going to have Uncanny X-Force. Um, and what else here? What's the other? What's the other? T- oh, you have Avengers proper. Oh no, I just said that. What's the other one? I'm I'm missing. Well, I mean, there are going to be two X Force titles. Right, right. What's the? Oh, Wolverine the X Men. Hmm. So like, I don't know. This this book seems like it's going to have nothing to do with anything. Well, it also goes back to, you know, how we were talking about Cyclops. You know, he's really grown from, you know, in the past 10 years, 15 years or whatever. Like, they've shown changes. And this just kind of throws Rogue back to how she acted in, like, 1985. She's, like, she's she's put on the same costume. She's angry. She's brooding. This is the, the Avengers are the team that she almost took down single-handedly. Like what? What about the past thirty years of growth in her character? She just reverted right back. Yeah, and I kind of feel the same way in this book about Captain America. He's just there to stand in and be the boss man. <laughs> yeah, Havoc, you you be the leader. I'm just Captain America. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, why is Havoc even there? <laughs> He's right. like a C-list character. I wonder if if Peter David, like Havoc, was thrust upon him. You know, like that's what it seems like. I don't think he picked it. And then a few issues later, it's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna take him. We'll take him back. He's well, like, see, I thought Peter David wanted him. Well, he maybe he did because Havoc was originally part of X Factor, right? Yeah, when when him and Polaris came back from space, I thought that that Peter David was pretty psyched to get his his kids back. Right, and what happened? They were taken away right yep. away. Yep, editorial said, uh, that's cool. Now you're going to go be on Avengers. I don't know why he puts... I mean, like, he's only writing one or two books for Marvel, and only one of them was in the 616. And uh, he did that one Kitty Pride story with uh, with with uh, Tony Stark um, in A plus X, which was okay. I didn't mind it. But he, he doesn't do much else within the 616, you know? Yeah, I think I think there's some animosity there, honestly. Like, I think... Based on the interviews that he's given, I think he just wants to be left alone. Let him have his little corner with X Factor. 
and you know he doesn't he doesn't want to be part of any crossovers any of that stuff he's he said that a million times well i don't i don't blame him but he might not be able to function like that very long no i mean he got to he he did a, a couple interviews he does interviews sometimes with comic book resources and he got to get out of fear itself and siege and i think there were like two other crossovers um that he was able to to pull out of and he was really psyched <laughs> well see n- neither of those maybe fear itself but siege has nothing to do with his characters yeah you but know? you know if you can just throw a banner on something to sell a couple extra hundred or thousand copies that's ridiculous it's but. ridiculous um what let's talk about x-men legacy man oh dude how what many, does it even say? How much did you read? I read the whole first issue. Like, I made it to the end. I skipped a lot throughout, but... <laughs> it was pure torture to read this book. Yeah. I couldn't get it. I was like, oh my goodness, am I am I not smart enough? Is it, is it this terrible? It is. It, you are correct. It was that terrible. What's the problem? Is it just? Is it the character? Is it the the st- the the storytelling style? Is it the writing? Is it the art? Is it just that you can't make a comic about this guy? I, it's a little bit of everything, you know. Like, there's a reason they didn't put John Cassidy on this book. I think that Mike Carey did an okay job with um, Age of X with him, you know. Well, yeah, but he was such a background character. He yeah, was but, just kind of the one controlling it all, but he didn't. He wasn't the forefront. He's not the superhero. He doesn't have a fan following. He doesn't have a villain base. You know. Yeah. How do how do you come up with story? And his dad just died, like, and he he said no to Wolverine, so he's going to embark on his own stuff. Like, nobody cared about him beforehand. Throwing X Men in front of it and putting him in it doesn't isn't going to change things. I think the only reason they did this is because the title of the book is Legacy, and this guy is Charles Xavier's legacy, and he clearly is not. <laughs> what do you think about Wolverine the X Men? What's that? What that's going on? I think Wolverine the X Men is kind of just a nice fresh breath to get away from some of the stuff that I don't really care for from Marvel. It's kind of a it's a little more lighthearted with the art, you know? It's more cartoony and bright and vibrant, and it's got a, a nice core cast, you know, Wolverine Storm and, and Kitty and Beast and um, a couple other characters, and I, I think it's just a light, nice book, I guess. I can't get into that book, man. <laughs> You're not a big fan. No, I mean, I really like the, the issue with Dupe. But <laughs> but it's just I don't know. I don't know. It's not it's not Wolverine the X Men. It's like uh young X Men, you know, like at school. Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing important is going on. You got these weirdo characters, like very small. And I remember when we talked about this before, how man, maybe some of these character developments and everything are gonna transfer over from Jason Aaron's Wolverine title to Wolverine the X Men. And it just has not happened. Well, I think he said that he was talking with Rick Remender um, about different stuff with um, Genesis. So I know, you know, some stuff happens there. It's, I, I mean, do you not see how it's kind of oh, nice that it's a pullback from 
some of the other stuff. It's not as dark and, and stuff. I mean, I, I can see that in uh, in the X-Men title. But, I mean, they, they have other books like that, um, you know, within the lineup, but just maybe not the X-Men. Yeah. Well, Storm's in it. In in what? Wolverine and the X-Men? Yeah. Oh, did she just recently jump in? Yeah, she Kitty hired her two issues ago. Oh, right, when they were hiring ever Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> at the end of was it at the end of the dupe issue or no, it was the issue after that. Yeah, I it was 18, I think. And yeah. I thought it was interesting how they had what's his name? Puck? Mm-hmm. in that issue and he's supposed to be in the uncanny x-force issue coming up yeah yeah <clears throat> so anyway did you read um let's sticking with x titles here did you read cable and x-force yeah i read that yesterday okay i have not read that yet is it any good i think it was okay i think it's it's again one of those like you know i was telling you earlier i'd rather a lot more happen in an issue than draw it out into an arc and so it's kind of, you know, Cable's getting the team together and something happens at the end, you know, leaves you on the cliffhanger. Um, I'm more of a, like, sweet, issue one starts and the team is in place. Let's see what's going on, you know, and they could flash back to stuff. But but it's okay. It's It was cool. You know, Domino and Forge are two of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe. So it was cool to see them together. Forge is back alive. You know, Hope, we find out what's going, been going on with the Hope. And... Uh, I think it's going to, and then Colossus too, like the aftermath of AVX is going to be found in, in this, in this, uh, title with Colossus. So I think you might like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'd like to see cable in the forefront again. And, uh, what's the guy's name? Dr. Uh, nemesis, Dr. Nemesis. how did he come off? I've never, ever ever liked him so i'm probably not gonna be a good judge for for you with yeah that. but he's changed completely right how i mean he's got a new costume i don't know well not in this issue hmm. <laughs> there's supposed to there's supposed to be a reason i i mean i read an interview with hopeless and uh the writer dennis hopeless yeah. and he said that there is a reason for the costume change and it'll all make sense and everything so I'm hoping that there's a character development or some sort of, uh, you know, restraint put on him that he has to have that, you know, who knows. Yeah, definitely read it and let, let us and the viewers know what you think. All right, so what non-X titles have you read so far? I read Hulk and I read Iron Man uh, and I read Spider-Man. But I mean, that's not a Marvel Now and i mean amazing spider-man i think those were the only three really wow I always read spider-man but then i wanted to give iron man and hulk a shot all right what'd you think of those two iron man sucked man Huge. it was it was tough to get through wasn't it it was like x-men legacy it was i couldn't believe how hard it was like oh. and this is the same writer that wrote avx consequences well the art killed it too that just hurt it it made it so much harder to get through for me. Who is it, Greg Land? Yes. Yeah, it's that's tough. Oh. But uh, but I liked Hulk. I thought Hulk was good. I I thought it was okay. I think it's a tired idea. I mean, 
I, I understand how it's sort of a new take, but it's just a strong superhero now, you know? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the movies, though. Right. Because as I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is the movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pictures, the talkies. For real. What are you going to do? <clears throat> All right. Well, um, let's see. What, what did you read? Let me go through my list. Oh, oh, you've got a list. Yeah. Well, I got a list here, and I'm just comparing what I thought. I read Uncanny Avengers, A plus X. I read Deadpool number one. Oh, man. <laughs> Not good. Not good. Not good. I don't think I'll be reading. I've read Deadpool for seven years. I know they. I know they only had. They had four and a half years. I think of the last run with Daniel Way. But when I was in the military, I went back and I read his entire since Agent X stuff. Uh huh. And I, you know, all caught up. This is this is terrible. This is awful. Oh. Um, so are you reading all the Deadpool titles? There's only one, man. Oh, there's only one right now? Yeah. Oh. I thought there were like eight. No, when no, there used to be, but not anymore. Okay. I read Iron Man, that was tough. All new X Men I really liked. Fantastic Four, I'll give a shot to. That's Matt Fraction. And it w- it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very interested in where it's gonna go. I think it will be a fun adventure title, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I read Thor God of Thunder. Amazing. Really? Amazing. I read the first two issues. Very good. What was so good? Don't without spoiling it, like what was so good? Because if it's that good, I'll go read it. Okay. What is so good is that you get a picture. The way okay, what I liked about the movie Thor is you actually saw the character go from idiot to responsible, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, you see that in this book because it's a it's a past, present, future Thor. And so you get some of the book in the past about the same topic, some of the book in the present and some of the book in the future. And it's just like you're like, "Oh my gosh, what how how are they doing this? Like what's going to happen? Is he going to, you know, and it's it keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's kind of a mystery. The villain in it is kind of like, "Oh man, you don't want to mess with that guy." He just decapitated a horse. Like, <laughs> it's pretty good, man. And the art, the art's pretty solid too. Okay. So I would pick up issues one and two of that. And the villain looks creepy. Is it Malekith? The villain? Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Okay. Uh, that's by Jason Aaron and Assad Ribic. Okay. Oh, I don't know if I like his art. Uh, you may not. I don't usually like his covers. Well, the story's really good, man. Give give at least the first issue a a, a try. All right. All right. Okay, I read X-Men Legacy. You already know how I feel about that. Captain America. It's a shame that this had to come after Brubaker's run. Mm. Because Brubaker was so good. This probably would have been a good Captain America story if Brubaker hadn't just finished the most bestest run on Captain America ever in the world. Um, Hulk, it was all right. I really enjoyed the art. FF, this title is going to be... I was like, I'm not even going to read this. And I was like, wow, I really like Mike Allred. So I read it, and I was like, this is going to be a joke. But you know what? I'm going to read issue two, and I'm going to read issue three. And I think I'm really going to actually enjoy it. It seems like off-the-wall fun type of stuff like you were talking about. Okay. 
Um, Avengers. Avengers yeah. number one. Did I you forgot. I'm this? sorry. I read that. Yeah. <clears throat> what did you think? I did not care for it. <laughs> really? Did you? I. It's pretty. It's pretty heady for uh, like a main, a main Marvel book, a main six one six book. I can't believe they're letting Hickman do it. Not because he's not talented, but because you have to be so involved to get the story. Did you read any of Hickman's FF? No, no. Okay. That story from issue one to the last issue was one giant story. And it was so complicated and interconnected that there's no possible way you could remember everything that was going on. It was good, very high quality, but that's what I get from this issue. This issue is like setting the, the mythos to what his story is going to be. He said that he has uh, Avengers and New Avengers planned out all the way to issue 63. That's 120, <laughs> That's 126 issues. Whoa. He already has it all planned out. It's one giant story. And he said he's going to write it until he doesn't have a story to tell anymore. Really? Yeah. That's Hickman. Yeah. Hmm. So he, I I like it. And I like his sense of design. Like he's the one that designs. Like his, you can tell his books because they all are crisp and they very um, symmetrical and, and geogra- ge- uh, geometric in shape and everything like that. So geometric in style. <clears throat> I'm going to keep reading this. I really, I, I think it's going to be interesting regardless of the character's like you don't get much character development, I don't think, in this, but it's more of a mystery and the plot and the actual story driven. So it's a different kind of book that I'll, I'll be looking forward to. Um, what do you think of the lineup? Um, you know what? That doesn't really even matter to me. Oh, okay. So if he it was Captain America and Warlock and Racket Roof Raccoon and Mystique. And Toad, you'd be you'd be all for it. If with the same plot lines and everything, I think so. Because like I am very much into the whole him setting up the mythology, and this is because he was setting up like the creation story and the fall and everything right there on Mars. It was it was it's really interesting to me. Mm, okay. All right, I read uh, Thunderbolts number one. How was that? I am gonna love this series. Oh, okay. I am I am going to love this. It's Daniel Way who did Deadpool and he's doing a little bit more serious take. I do not like Steve Dillon's art. Um that's going to be tough to get used to. Um you know, he did, you know, he did Punisher Max, Jason Aaron's Punisher Max and then Garth Ennis's Punisher Max stuff. Um it's going to be interesting that way, but man, it's it's like extreme stuff if you read just read issue one and let me know what you think and it's it's really thunderbolt ross setting up a team of just all-out killers and their only reason they're they're working with each other is because they think they can get their stuff accomplished by using each other Mm -hmm. so and you like do you like that team i do i do like that team I'm a big fan of the Punisher if he's used correctly. Even though he seems to be like a one-dimensional character, I think he's he has a lot of po- untapped potential. Okay. Well, I might check it out. 
You should. <laughs> Did right. you read Dark Avengers? No. Dark Avengers? What is that? No, Thunderbolts took Dark Avengers' place. Oh. Well, right? What's it? No. Dark Avengers just came out yesterday. Dark Avengers. Like by Jeff Parker or Dark Avengers number one? Uh, I'm going to go to our Facebook page and look. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Keep going. I think it's Jeff Parker's, and I think that title's going away. And I haven't been reading that for a long time. I can't get into anything he writes. Oh, okay. Okay. But correct me if I'm wrong, though. Um, I haven't read Avengers Arena. I haven't read Cable and X-Force. I haven't read, or Morbius the, Li- Morbius the Living Vampire has not come out yet. New Avengers hasn't come out yet. Uncanny X-Force hasn't come out yet. Superior Spider-Man hasn't come out yet, but I am very interested in this title. I'm not a huge fan of Dan Slott's run, but I could use for a... I, I, I think it's about time to for a change-up. I think New Avengers title is going to be Illuminati-focused. So I'm yeah, all about that. That looks good. That looks really good. Yeah, and that's going to tie in very specifically with Avengers. So Yes, yeah. um... Dark Avengers 184 came out yesterday. Did you read that? No, no. Okay. But I thought that that was the. I thought Juggernaut was going to be in that, but I don't see him on the cover, so maybe he's not. He was in Dark Avengers a long time ago. But since he's, I don't know. Never mind. I did read Avenger. Uh, uh, Avengers Arena. I how forgot was that? How was I, that? I like that. I mean, it's just, it's exactly like Hunger Games, like to the T. Really? But, but it's, I, I'd much rather watch this comic violence than the real life stuff. Well, I'm going to give that a try. I, I, I'm interested in that. Um, and it's, it's characters that I kind of am interested in, like uh, the people from, you know, Young Allies and some of the, some of the characters from, what is the one that just wrapped? Avengers Academy? Yeah, yeah. I have to go back and reread that. I heard that that was supposed to be really good. And there's like, I mean, there's characters from Runaways in here, and Darkhawk is part of it. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested in the younger characters. Um, let's see here. Young Avengers hasn't come out. Savage Wolverine. Secret Avengers hasn't come out. I'm really interested in the Secret Avengers. I think that's going to be a killer title. Why do you think that? None of them know they're on a team, man. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think Nick Spencer does a good job with his he does like a bunch of mystery stuff. Right now he writes Morning Glories. He did the um Iron Man 2.0 or whatever. Oh, Nova with Jeff Loeb. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to try. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, that should be a fun book with Bendis and McNiven. So, I'll give that a go too. But I feel like there was one other one there's going to be another Wolverine title, right? So there's going to be Savage Wolverine, and then there's going to be another Wolverine? There's going to be the one with Alan Davis. Right. Yeah, Savage, Savage is with Frank Cho. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that's with him and... Is that with the one with him and Shanna? Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't... I don't think that's going to go that far. <laughs> Shanna the She-Devil? Yeah, and Kazar's not around. What's up with that? I know. Well, they fired Paul Jenkins from that book, so. Oh. Oh, that's so sad. It is very sad. Yeah, but that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty much our show. I got five minutes, man. <laughs> what do you mean you got five minutes? 
I got to go to play practice at 6:30, and it's oh, okay, okay, cool. I I apologize. I'm I, I'm so happy that we finally got together to record. Yeah. Uh, you want to you want to do Tina's? Do you have any? I did not pick any yet. What? What in the world? I know, I know. What's your call? I have three. Can we just wait? Okay. Yeah. Is for that, what? Is that okay? Wait for what? The next show. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's. I mean, it's just gonna be the first episode we've never had Tina's on. But oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, let me pick one. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's it's fine. No, it's fine. And we only covered like fifty issues, so it should be easy to guess them. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. What play are you in? Uh, church play for Christmas. Okay. Who are you? Are you Jesus? I'm a I am a crabby old grandfather. I know it's a little bit of typecasting, <laughs> but okay, you you should be able to get this here. All right, we'll do this. Okay, I'm good. You go first. The Tina right. Awards. The Tina Awards. All right, first Tina Award is Come Together. See, I have to. I I gotta sing them now. <laughs> Cause you know <clears throat> what? You won't know this third one. The third song. Yeah. Come together. Uh, Uncanny Avengers. Oh, so close. Regular Avengers. What? Cause he's Captain America's got that plan, and he's got all the symbols for each person he's gonna put together. Are you serious? Uncanny Avengers is merging the X Men and the Avengers. Hey, I don't tell you about your Teen Awards. Yes, you, you do. Yes, you do. Okay, well, I do, but you don't. Tell me about my Teen <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Man, I was so confident. Dude, we had 700 titles to pick from. I was so... I, I know. That's why I was, like, so proud of myself for a second. I flipped through that one today, and I was like, oh, come together. You know what? I might change mine, because mine's easy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the one on the time crunch. I know, I know. All right, Viva La Money. I'm talking about Viva La Money. Viva La Money, Money. Viva La Money. Viva La Money. Viva La Money. Viva La Money. Is this the easy one? Yes. Uh, I don't know. None of them had to do with money. Oh, how about because there's a million titles? They're... Well, close. You want to take another shot before I just tell you? Because there's a lot of Avengers titles? <laughs> because they're all number ones, man. Okay. Number ones sell like hotcakes. Yeah, Deadpool number one w- debuted at number four on the charts. Which is insane with how terrible it was. <laughs> Dude, they're, re- they're resurrecting. Do you know what the story is? No. They're resurrecting presidents and turning them into zombies. So that like you can actually go back and say, hey, remember the time in the Marvel Universe where they resurrected Abraham Lincoln as a zombie and Deadpool had to kill him? It's it's so nuts. If it wasn't 616, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But like you're really going to do that? You're going to muddy up 616 history by making it that 
ridiculous. Um, whatever. All it's right. Overexposed anyway. You're, okay. Your turn. Um, number two is let's stay together. Let's stay together. Now, is this one I've read too? No. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So that means Avengers Arena. No. Uh-uh. I thought they like had to stay together in a bunch to survive. No, you should read it. Oh, I I will. I just you know. Wait a minute. I you read a couple that I haven't read. Oh, Cable and X Wars. Mm-hmm. Wait, why? Why is that? Because, well, I'm, if I tell you, now you'll know what happens in the book. Well, then why in the world would you pick that as a I Tina? Didn't, I didn't know you didn't read it. Oh, that's true. I can't fault you there. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll just have to read it to find out. I'll do that. And then you'll still probably be like, why'd you pick that one? Oh, I will. I'll call you tomorrow. I'll get it. All right. Oh. What? I said, all right. All yeah. right. All right. Funny how time slips away. All new X-Men. <laughs> that, yes. Yeah, I, yes. Didn't, I didn't know if it was going to be that easy. It was between that and I'll be Thunder. What would that have been? For Thor? The Thunderbolts. Oh, that's stretching. <laughs> Same <laughs> word. <laughs> All right, last one. All right. Teach me again. I think I got this one. Is this the one I'm gonna get, or, or is this the one you said I'm not gonna get? Oh, I said that. I just said that because you didn't know the song. Is all I meant. Is you didn't know that song. Um, let's see here. Teach me again. Let's go with Wolverine the X Men because Storm is now a teacher again. Uh, that's good, but no. What? No, I was trying to do all Marvel now. Uh. Oh my goodness. Number one title. What is it? Uh, uh, incredible Hulk, Hulk? uh, all new X Men. What for what? They have to teach the little one. The little, oh, they have to teach the young. Don't wow, because see, you got it. That's why you did that. (laughs) Because I see your point. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. That's why you said, (laughs) (laughs) gotta teach the kid. Okay, all right, goodness gracious, I really. Flunked that test. That's all right. You're in a rush. 
Ah, I wish I weren't. We're gonna have to do this. Uh, we're gonna have to do this more regularly, Lily. Yeah, we've been pretty. I mean, my schedule's always been open. You're the one that's. That is not true. <laughs> that is a lie, listeners. That is not true. You are correct. That is a lie. I'm the one with the life. What a scumbag. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we've both been pretty busy. We just don't have... We haven't scheduled our times very Yeah, much. the next one we have to do, we have to do our, our awards, like our end-of-the-year awards. You gonna... Holy schmoly. I know. I love cannolis. Right. And so I want you to take, uh, take notes, I guess. Because we didn't do them last year. It snuck up on us, man. Yeah, we should start preparing now. Like some top ten stuff. Yes. Yeah. So we'll figure out <clears throat> figure out some categories, uh, if, and then we'll do it. We'll do it. Maybe our listeners can give us some categories: best writer, Ooh. best artist, best title. Uh, you know, top ten awful things Andy says to wrestling people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you can only come up with five. Who was it that went through and came up with all the Tina awards? Like, track them. Uh, Jason Edwards, right? Yes, Jason should go back and listen to every episode this year and come up with the top ten craziest, funniest, out-of-context things Andy said. Out-of-context, great. That's good. <laughs> You're giving our listeners a bunch of work. <laughs> Get to work, folks. Jason, don't do that. Don't waste your time, man. Do it, Jason. I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> I'll give you a new, new Warriors Volume 2. <laughs> I'll be your best friend. <laughs> New Warriors Volume Two. That's I said in Volume One. Would Jubilee with without powers? Oh, it was so bad. Wow, where is Vampire Jubilee now when you need her? No, I don't know. Anyway, this is Marvel Six One Six Politics. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at marvel six one six politics dot com. Email us at marvel six one six politics at gmail dot com, and of course, follow us on Twitter at six one six politics. Give us a call six one six. 755 Tina with anything you want to say that's appropriate and we'll put it on the air. And you can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. And of course, we're sponsored by dcbservice.com, discount comic book service. Get all your pre-orders for 40, 50, and sometimes 70% off. I've actually seen some, I think 90% off. Have you seen that from some older issues? Yeah, with uh, especially with the Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah, so uh, yeah, give them a shot. They have a sister site, InStockTrades.com. Anything, any orders over fifty bucks is free shipping. Um, I think you get flat shipping, six twenty-five for your your books, um, and they are in pristine condition, man. I gotta say, when I got my my order this past month, I opened it up. I was just like, holy cow. These are amazing. They're better than anything you get on the rack at the comic store. Um, you know, unless your comic store is amazing. Uh, we may have some LCS listeners out there. So, uh, once again, thank you. And thank you. This is Marvel 616 Politics. Marvel 616 Politics.